Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Charles. Charles, are you there? I'm right here, Timmy. And my good friend, Brandy. Brandy, are you there? Hi, Timmy. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, they're at uh, remote locations, uh, probably in some bunker somewhere in uh, Wyoming or someplace like that. So... Well, now you've given away our position. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, the Bahamas. That's where they're at. Okay. I'm in the secret colonel's lair, Timmy, the underground secret lair of the colonel. <laughs> what do you do there in that lab? Ne- never mind. Never mind. Let me. It's where all the weasels are. <laughs> let me. Um, today we're going to talk about the mysterious Bennington Triangle, uh, a little weird little uh, location in. Vermont, where uh, people seem to disappear. What are your thoughts on that, Brandy? It's thinning the herd, Timmy. <laughs> See, I thought when you said when I read this, the introduction and the Bennington Triangle, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a ladies' private grooming style, Timmy. I thought it was a new thing that came out. I'm, I'm going to go to the thing and get a wax and get the Bennington Triangle. <laughs> well, you probably. You're a jackass. Probably ask them no. about that. You could ask them, but they're not going to know what you're talking about. Well, and 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 it made me think. You know, what's rapidly disappearing, if not if not really extinct, Timmy. It's common sense. Maybe because of global warming. I don't know, but uh, is the '70s porn bush, Timmy? Yeah, you don't oh, you don't see it anymore unless you're with a lady who was uh, came of age in the 1970s, which you know. Well, of course, uh, yeah, and by then they're losing hair on that thing. The penis has already pushed it out, and it's all gray oh and wiry. And, uh, well, I mean, oh yeah, there ain't nothing they're... wrong with getting a little smoke smoky down there, you know. But you know what? I would I would challenge either one of you to go get. A waxing done in that particular quadrant. I would challenge you to do that. Well, I don't even know. Where and then it, let's talk. I'm about a Rastafarian. Stop with me. <laughs> a Rastafarian, <laughs> and that's against my religion. You're a Rastafarian. Okay. They basically right. have to go all the way up to my stomach, my chest, my shoulders, all the way down my back, your ears. It would just never end. <laughs> yeah, my you ears. Know what? Here's the thing. 
I can arrange all that for you. The only thing they wouldn't have to do is uh, remove hair on your head, Charles. His head. Oh, yeah. my head, yeah. God did that. Just, it'd just be easier to set me on fire. How come it's is it? Uh, yeah, God did that. How come is it as you get older, you get hair everywhere except on your head, Colonel? Well, Timmy, it's called evolution, Timmy. <laughs> the hairier the ear, the more evolved the person is, Timmy. I think we're something. devolving. Check. If you get that done, I will even pay for it. I will pay for you. I am not going to gonna have people yank my pubes out one by one, devil. Well, they don't. It's not one by one. It's, they put hot wax on it first. Yeah, but they. I mean, and then pull them out all the all at once. See, I just all the way I around. That's the same thing as being a gynecologist. I just wouldn't want to do that be, unless you could choose your uh, patients. I mean, yeah. Because you know, and I hope man. for I hope for some of them you can use scented wax because you get people in there and it's like, oh no, we're gonna have to use the scented wax, devil, scented wax. Oh, scented wax. Yeah, because oh. you get you know we've talked about this on other shows, Timmy, but you get a woman in there with a bad case of the vaginal decay, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean it. It just you have to close up. Up shop for two, three days after that, Timmy. Well, you're liable to get bit. Yeah, with the with I, the with the vagina with the teeth. I had a friend. I had a friend who lose a finger. I had a friend that went uh, used to go, and she, I guess she she had been a while since she had been there, and she went. She, it was like you know, because there a lot of the, the people who do this are like Korean or whatever, and she went to have a. Brazilian wax and and took off her clothes and the little Korean woman was say, "Oh, very hairy, very hairy, <laughs> big hairy." Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I've I've heard that one before, Timmy. <laughs> big hairy, big hairy. No, you, you've never heard that. You've never ever. Heard uh, that. Let me introduce my panel. I have a, I have uh, brought into this podcast two of the greatest minds. Uh, in podcasting, unfortunately they unfortunately they left, and I'm left with <laughs> these two. Let me introduce a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? If at all, Timmy, I'm still sick. How can you be sick? Yeah, I don't know. It's been like six months. I know if I have the Corona sinus virus, and it is, it's crippling well, me, Timmy. It, let me tell you, Brandon, and you might not know this. I know the Colonel knows this, but there's things now called antibiotics. If you take them, yeah, it'll, I've taken all of them. Hmm. Yeah, they don't work. Well, when the guy sticks the when the guy sticks the thing in your sinuses, and then he goes, "Oh, that's gross." I feel like you know. We're we're a little beyond antibiotics. I don't know what's happening. I gotta I gotta do a neti pot and the whole bit. It's very stressful. Well, I'm, I'm I just go down to the gas station to the air pump, devil. Just shoot. I'm thinking about you it. You get thirty eight pounds per square. Hose. Yeah, yeah, something. God, I can't. This is ridiculous. Yes. So yeah, it's good. It's good times. How's well, your I broken? Hope you get better, in, but of course. How's what? your broken? Foot? I hope you get better. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, my broken foot is better. It well, you're is, still wearing uh, a boot. My toe. Yeah. Yeah, I got another week or so in the boot, but 
I'm trying to transition back into my tennis shoes or something because the boot is exhausting. And as I said, Timmy, I, I do hope you get better, Devil. But do we have a backup plan, Timmy, in case she does not? Well, you know, we've we've had some uh, great um, guest hosts on the show before. We've had Nina, of course. We've had yeah, we have had Nina. We've had Shelly. Shelly, we've had Erica Kenny. So maybe we could do a rotation. I, we just because you know, once the women get comfortable in here, Timmy, they start to get a little bossy. Yeah. So you know, if each woman we brought in felt like they was on probation, mm-hmm. maybe they'd maybe they'd act. You know, they comport themselves properly. Unfortunately for the two of you, I'm going to be around quite a while. Hmm. Well, so. yeah, unless somebody drives a stake through your heart, I suppose you will be. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Well, thank you. That was a lot of brandy time, Colonel. That was a lot of brandy time, Timmy. Let me introduce a man, Brandy, who needs no introduction. He's a man who is considered the most dangerous man in podcasting today. By no one. He's a man we turn to, Brandy, in these troubled times. We do not. He's been called uh, an oasis in the desert of despair. He is uh, a best-selling author. No. He won the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> I wish. The very honorable, the Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters the Third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. I'm not good. Oh, there we go. What, what's wrong? Now, see, she's she goes on and on and on about her sinus infection. Something I know. <laughs> something is as common as the common cold, and she doesn't realize real pain, Colonel. So she doesn't. Yes, I do. I'm on this podcast. I absolutely do, Colonel. What's wrong? Well, <sighs> Timmy, I, you know, it was cute when we got this second dog in here, mm-hmm. but the but the thing's crazy. You're talking about Bo. And, Bo. Bo, and he keeps eating my headphones, which <laughs> you, you, at some point you have to take some responsibility for. Like He's like a little child. You know, if you leave him within his reach, you know, it's your own fault. But, uh, and, and I, I've always been pretty safe because Bo cannot really traverse the steps that, you know, I go to to take naps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he's learned how to do that now, Timmy. And then he's learned how to get himself onto the uh, bed that I tried to relax on. And he will take the ear pods right out of my ear and eat them, Timmy, while I'm sleeping. <laughs> Have you thought about, you know, closing your door? Well, I think that's what I'm going to have to do. But I used to, you know, it's it's like living, when you live free, Timmy, when you don't have to worry about shutting well, your door, well, you don't have to close yourself off. That's your world. sanctuary, Colonel. It is. And, Wait uh, a minute, and it really never occurred to you to just close the door? Well, I never kn- really knew he could get up there and get on the bed and never, yank him okay. right out of my ear. How many, let me, how many pairs of earbuds has he eaten? Four. <laughs> okay. So, but those are all ones times. I've left laying around that he's got a hold uh-huh, of. Uh huh. He's, uh huh. Now okay. he's gotten so goddamn bold, he just comes up and takes them out of my ear. Maybe he thinks he's saving you. Well, Colonel, it's be. perhaps he he's 
uh, you know, he, he needs attention. And he knows that you're on, you know, you're listening to music, or you're on the phone, and you're not paying attention to him. Perhaps he just needs a little bit more attention, Colonel. He needs a little, little me, and he needs a little bit more Colonel time. And that's probably it, because let me tell you something. I was showing him something at work the uh-huh. other day. First of all, my back is tired because I have been carrying him. But I'm showing him something at work, and he's like one of my kids. I have to tell him three times, put your phone down and look at this. <laughs> Put the phone. Stop. Stop texting. Look at this. Well, no, I got the phone a, down. I got a new golf game on here, Timmy. Oh, wow. That and on my thing. And Timmy, you know, I I, I had the uh, just uh, another problem that I have, and you know, my problems are numerous. It's it's you know, I'm yeah. I'm much like Jay Z, Timmy. I find it you know? I find Enumerate. it interesting that you play golf on your phone, but you don't play golf in real life. No, that takes too much. You got, you know what? Uh, the people that play golf, and I don't mean to uh, to disparage any listeners, but but you're going to. But if you play golf, here's what's happened to you, Timmy. Now you know we we played baseball when we was younger, right? Right. You stop playing golf when you really can't play basketball or baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're too athletic so, for golf, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and. But I, I, you know, my my book is going into paperback to me. Oh, it is. And it is. And I, but because it's going to a much larger uh, audience. And this is how um, to make love to a woman. How to make love to a woman, Timmy? So you might you, um, you may be uh, you may be sitting someone sitting next to someone on a plane that's reading your your paperback. Right, and and they again they want me to re-edit and take out some of the names for penises, Timmy. <laughs> and I, it's I've been working on this all weekend. Okay, because uh, at least you've been working on something, Tim. Because you and I have been at work. So you're saying, you saying you're changing the name? Some, uh, you're trying to come up with different names for penises that may be more appropriate than you're probably saying cock or something like that. Well, I mean, like Prince Everhard of the Netherlands, you know. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! I mean, I thought that was a good one. You know, I thought that was what's what's that, know, what's that again, Colonel? Prince Everhard of the Netherlands. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 a it's a royal penis, Timmy. I see, I see. Well, that's a good one, Colonel. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just had some like just in Beaver. I, I thought that was a good one, right? Uh, it's catchy. It's catchy. Yeah, the clam Is hammer. Why? Um, apparently, the clam hammer, Timmy. They did not like that one at all. Oh Made me take God. that one out. Uh, uh, the cave hunter, cave hunter. I was not allowed to use that one. Um, so I, now I've got to go back and try to make this book more colorful by taking out all my colorful language. I see, Colonel. Well. Did you now? Wait a minute. Clearly, Chuck did not see this at work because he doesn't read his emails. But <clears throat> Timmy saw it. Lady at work. We had a light that was leaking in the in the lobby, and we called in maintenance. And maintenance came in, and so lady at work sends out an email mm-hmm. that was just poorly poorly worded. She said um, that the maintenance had put a bucket. Um, there's what is there a bucket under the drip until it peters out <laughs> until it peters out yeah until it peters out now i 
responded. That's what she said. <laughs> and that's that, very good. It's <laughs> inappropriate. And Timmy, Timmy decided that he was going to, you know, call me out about being, I don't know, immature. Well, or he so, could be a little more professional. I said that that's something that, you know, that most mature adults would not do in business correspondence. Right. Exactly, but then right. it, there's the three of us and our boss. I mean, it's something that Adam Sandler might say. It's something that you would say. You just hadn't read it yet. Well. Why would she use the phrase in any sort of correspondence, Peter out? We have a listener who posted this, I don't know, like a year ago on our Facebook group. Because, you know, on our Facebook group, people kind of, they tell you a very intimate details i won't say her name but it was so funny she said she the first guy she was with called his penis the alabama hammer and and she said i don't even think he's bending out to alabama (laughs) (laughs) well we all have names for our penises timmy you have to name him because they're really separate entities that they really are they take up all the blood flow. They do take up Can all the blood flow. And uh, a, a, my, a great now, portion of your budget, too, I might add. <laughs> a great portion of your budget, your time, your energy. And, you know, the only thing about them is if if it weren't for your penis, all you do is sit around and eat all the time, Timmy. That's true. Okay. And, uh, Can we talk about the Bennington Triangle just uh, for fun? And, and if any listeners are interested, uh, the Colonel. They're not. The Colonel uh, calls his. Excalibur. (laughs) Jesus. We get a lot of mail, and that's a lot. That's one of the questions that comes up a lot. It's a question people ask a lot of times. What does the colonel Mm -hmm. refer to as his penis? Nobody asked that. I did not name it. I was born with it. It's something that was thrust upon me. Yeah. Some some achieve. You should go see your priest about that. Some achieve greatness, colonel, but some have it thrust upon us. Yeah. That's what she said. That's what she said. All right. I try not to trust her. Let's talk. Please. I want to learn more about the Bennington Triangle. Glassenbury, Vermont brandy, and and Mm -hmm. its neighboring township, Somerset, initially strived as a logging and industrial. Well, they thrived. Thrived. They thrived. I mean, they reached, they had strived for it, and they reached As it. a logging and industrial uh, towns in the 1800s, before they gradually declined during the late 19th century, becoming essentially ghost towns by 1937. At one point in the 1920s, Glastonbury had a total population of three people. At a bustling metropolis. That's a menage a trois, Brandy. That's French. We ain't got, That's French. You ain't going to cut down too many goddamn trees with just three people now. Well, and you know what? I bet their proms sucked. <laughs> yeah. The area... Yeah, because they Well, the area around Glossenbury became famous in the late 1940s when five people mysteriously disappeared over a five-year period. The area became known as the Bennington Triangle. You know, much like, you know, the Bermuda Triangle. For, but for those who don't, but, but for those who are too poor to travel to Bermuda, they get lost in the Bennington yeah. Triangle in Vermont. 
And what happened? At least in Bermuda, you got nice weather. Up here, you're freezing. Exactly. Your ass Vermont's freezing. Vermont's yeah. beautiful. A lot of trees. But you can get syrup. Yeah. You could eat syrup. You can. Uh, there you go. And maybe they was just trying to get away from Bernie Sanders, Timmy. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe so. Maybe they was knocking on the door. You know, maybe, I wonder if these people could have been like, you know, those people to proselytize and come around your house and knock on your door and they happened to hit the wrong Vermont. Because those people, people up in New England, Timmy, are just crazy. Well, they're crazy people. Well, in the 1940s, Bernie would have been, what, 70 years old? 74 years yeah. old. Yeah. So they, Already they, walking around with his robe open. Yeah, they probably hit his house and just said, they just ran into the woods and that'll be seen again to me. <laughs> God love him. So the area became known as Bennington Triangle. And what happened to those uh, five people who disappeared remains a mystery to this day, Brandy. That's why we are having this podcast, actually, because we're talking. Perfect. Bennington Triangle is a loosely defined area. That that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> that in <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. That encompasses the ghost town of Glastonbury. It does what? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you on? <laughs> oh my god! What, I don't know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Encompasses. Oh my God! It encompasses. Now, see, that's oh a colloquialism. <laughs> now, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It depends really on your. Front. It's an alliterative. I would say encompasses, but Timmy, <laughs> Timmy is an educated man. He is using the European version of the word. He's not. Good lord. Anyway, this so go it ahead. was abandoned. Go ahead, it Gomer. Was abandoned in the 19th century after the logging boom died down. Colonel, you remember the logging boom? I do remember the logging boot. I'm, and and forgive me if I'm a little distracted. I'm editing this too, so I'll, I'll try to focus on both. So you're editing um, as you go along, Colonel. That's pretty. Well, that's pretty yeah. amazing that you edit the podcast as we're doing it. No, I'm editing the, the book oh, that I got to oh, send back okay. today. I got to send them. I got to send it back to him. And um, does Woody Woompecker seem tasteless Wo- to you, Devil? Woody Woompecker. Yeah, Woody yeah, Woompecker. That's, that's tasteless. Well, yeah, what, that's, what, that's bad. What about the Bone Ranger? <laughs> I like the Bone Ranger. Brandy, do you have a special little nickname for Dave's uh, penis? Um, no. I don't know why you why no. you wouldn't. Well, if I did, I wouldn't tell you sons of bitches what I know. Hmm. No, seems sp- spiteful no. to me. You are spy. Well, you know, I've shared spiteful. things. I've shared things over the years, and it never works out for me. So no, hmm. no. Abandoned at well at the end of the nineteenth century, after the logging boom died down, the greater Glastonbury area is mostly untouched, prime, pristine wilderness, and is considered remote even by Vermont standards. Starting uh, with a string of missing persons some 70 years ago, the now abandoned town has long been the eerie setting of numerous unexplained disappearances, unsolved murders, and bizarre sightings that continue, Brandy, to this day. Your thoughts on that? Well, I will not ever know 
any, I'm never going to go there because I don't go to New England. Colonel, of course you've ever. been in the Bennington Triangle, haven't you, Colonel? I have been in. I've been there, Timmy. I've been there. Uh, yeah, I found my way he out. He is a well-traveled man, Brandy. Yeah, he's Rand McNally. <laughs> Keep going. Russell the one-eyed muscle devil. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Russell oh the one-eyed muscle. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a catchy uh, uh, turn of phrase there for a penis. Oh. Yeah, they won't let me use that one. Vlad the Impaler, they took that one out too. <laughs> the Impaler. In 1945, uh, during a five-year span of disappearances began in the Bennington Triangle with the vanishing of one Mitty Rivers. What do you think about that name, Brandy? Mitty Rivers. Uh, you know, in 1945, that sounds about right. Yeah. Now, sounds it, like it, it you sounds know, like a name from 1945. You don't run into a lot of middies this time. This, you know. Now tell me, running around. Tell me now. if you remember this one. I mean, I'm, I'm taking it with devil. This is back when you was probably in your high school prom sometime in the early 70s. Um, there was a uh-huh. song that was very popular. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. I, Why is I this happening? That. that was a quite. It was quite the hit. That's many rivers, Timmy. Many rivers. Many rivers. Okay. Well, not many. Almost many. the same. Who went on to birth Maya Rudolph, Timmy? From Saturday Night Live. From Saturday Night Live, and then developed breast cancer and died very quickly after, which is a terrible oh. shame. She died very young. She's a beautiful woman. Had a beautiful, beautiful voice. She only had the one hit because you know she died so young. And what but. what was that hit again, Colonel? Did you get? Love. Wait a minute. Did you get a tattoo for her? I do have a tattoo on my heel for love. Of course you do. And Please at the end stop. of it, she does this. What? You sound no like you sound like a cat that's been hit with a lawnmower. Please stop. The colors that you bring. Uh, Stay with me till we grow old and we will live what? each day in the sunshine. There are v- there are dogs gathering outside on my patio. Can you stop? A, 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 Don't be a hater, devil. Don't be a hater. <laughs> okay, so this Minnie oh. Rivers was a 74-year-old local hunting guide. He led a party of four hunters uh, around the area of an area called Hell Hollow. In this Head, Hell what? Hollow? Did you say he- Oh, I thought you said Hell Holler. Which was going to be so much better for me, but go ahead. It's in the southwest woods of Glastonbury before he suddenly disappeared. Uh, it's like he f- uh, disappeared in thin air. When last seen, Mitty Rivers was wearing a bright red hunting jacket. Now, that's important, Brandy, because all these victims, uh, or all these people who disappeared, were wearing red when they disappeared. Well, then, you know, they should people should learn to walk in there not wearing red. See, and I, then they're safe. I have a theory about this, Tim. Okay. Of course you do. Now, you remember during World War II on those islands where you had the, some of the Japanese holdouts, and in 1985 they were still fighting World War II? Yep. Well, I think probably up in Vermont and in that area, there was probably a Revolutionary War Patriot holdout <laughs> still hanging out in the woods. And these people come wandering by with their red jackets, and he'd take them down with his musket. So a 200-year-old 
American Revolutionary soldier, you're 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 thinking it did this. It it could make sense. It could happen. Yeah, makes sense. Now sure. here's one I I did not think was all that Manaconda devil. What Manda- do you think about that? Oh, <laughs> Manaconda. You ever call Dave's no, uh, penis no. Manaconda, Brandy? First of all, it's Manaconda. I don't know where you're getting the D in there. What is wrong with you today? Are you on? You're still zapped out by the Xanax, aren't you? <laughs> Soon. Um, where was I at? You disrupted me, Brandy. Mm, after, I don't know where you after are. After a unsuccessful initial search for Mitty, many believe that his uh, this knowledgeable woodsman would be able to survive and soon surface in town. However, that was not the case, Brandy. Uh, he never... Well, when he didn't show up at the bar. He was never seen again. S- soon, huh? m- more than 300 concerned uh, locals and the U.S. Arm- and U.S. Army soldiers dispatched from the Massachusetts uh, Fort Devens... Devens. 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 Combed uh-huh. uh-huh, the yeah. vast wilderness for eight days, turning up not a single shred of evidence of the whereabouts of Mitty Rivers. Now, in the following year, saw arguably the most infamous uh, missing persons case in the history of Vermont. So, if you would go up to Vermont, Brandy, and ask and just poll people and say, what's the most infamous missing person case most most of them will tell you that it was the disappearance it, of Paula Weldon Paula Weldon was yeah. an 18 year old college student at Bennington College who decided to take a hike uh, take a hike on the leg of the long 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 trail tra- 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 up there the Thanksgiving break they were very mo- creative with those names when most the long trail <laughs> when most of her peers had returned home for the holidays. Now, she was having some um, problems with her father. Her father did not approve of a boyfriend that she was dating. And uh, Mitty did not go home on Thanksgiving break. She decided to stay at school. Not she, Mitty. You're talking about Paula now, um, right? Paula, Paula. Yeah, Paula, you're right. Uh-huh. Paula Weldon. She decided not to go home to see her father. Instead, she was going to take a spend the weekend hiking, and um, she was last seen uh, on December the first, nineteen forty-six, wearing an easy-to-spot red coat, and entering the Long Trail near Glastonbury Mountain. When Paula Weldon never showed up for her classes on Monday after the break. It spurred a massive search party of more than 1,000 people, and they offered an award of 5,000. That was from her father. Her father offered the very generous award of $5,000. So this was a a year after the (coughs) a year after the the disappearance of Mitty Rivers, right? So now we got Mitty Rivers disappearing. We've got uh, Paula Weldon disappearing. And despite despite a large turnout, numerous aircraft were utilized, and, and it's the first time actually they used a helicopter, I think, in, in searching, and a variety of assisting law enforcement uh, departments, but no clues of her fate were ever discovered. 
God damn it. God damn it, Timmy. What's wrong, Colonel? I'm looking at the, They got a red line through meat Twinkie, Timmy. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. I oh, my God. I, I can't believe they would reject that. Yeah. Colonel? Okay, I'm sorry. Go on with the story. I, I'm like I said, uh, I, I, I got deadlines to meet. I'm a busy man. Yeah. I'm trying to do He's three things at once here. But meet Twinkie is a perfectly acceptable nomenclature yeah, for not, a penis. You're not a great multitasker. Uh, you should probably not do that. Well, you struggle. All right. Hang on to your headphones, Colonel. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I got Right. Many, including Paula Weldon's father, criticized the authorities' lack of sophisticated methods in handling the case, which actually served as the catalyst for the founding of the Vermont State Police seven months later. The case remains open to this day. All right. Well, that's good. Something well, good came out of well, it. Right on that one. You, established the uh, Vermont State Police. They established yeah. the state police just to solve this case, and they couldn't do it. They should have broke them up. Yeah. I just said, you failed. Go home. Exactly three years to the day after the vanishing of Paula Weldon, on December 1st, 1949, the Bennington Triangle saw one of its more supernatural disappearances. I would uh, Let me add, Brandy, before... Yes. All these disappearances occurred in the afternoon around 3 to 4.30. They are all around the same time as well. Uh, So that day, a 68-year-old man, a World War I veteran named James E. Tedford, seemingly disappeared into thin air. Thin air. Tedford boarded a bus to Bennington after visiting relatives in St. Albans, Vermont. Numerous eyewitnesses, including the bus driver, later confirmed that Tedford had been in his seat as late as the last stop before Bennington. Yet, when the bus finally pulled into Bennington, Tedford was nowhere to be found. Hmm. After his, hmm. after he implausibly vanished into thin air hmm. while inside a moving vehicle, baffled passengers noted that Tedford's luggage and an open bus timetable remained on his seat. Brandy, did you ever have you ever disappeared in thin air? I don't disappear into thin anything. That, um, it happened to me once at Coles to me. Of course it did. <laughs> I was at Coles. No, you spontaneously combusted. <laughs> yeah, I did. There's a difference. Uh if the witness accounts are correct, James Tedford would have disappeared from his seat as the bus was traveling down Route seven through the Bennington Triangle. When he last saw when we last saw James Tedford, he'd been wearing a heavy red flannel shirt or jacket. Mm-hmm. So this guy is on the bus and he disappeared. Yeah, he's not even hiking. Uh, despite numerous eyewitness reports, including that of the bus driver, police were skeptical, mainly due to the fact that the soldier's home where Tedford lived didn't reporting missing for a week after he disappeared. It took another few days before the investigation was up and running. Maybe he was just quiet. Maybe he was just a quiet yeah. guy. It was almost two weeks before the bus driver and, and other witnesses, eyewitnesses, gave police their testimony. Investigators believe that the witness memories may have been faulty by that point. 
Well, I, uh, seem like well, you, you would don't, remember if someone just You would remember the guy that. disappearing off the bus. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're sitting there talking to somebody and then all of a sudden they're <laughs> gone, it ain't like a train where you can get on the next car and you think, oh, maybe he went to the dining car. This motherfucker well, just ain't well, on the bus no well, more. Well, you know, you can go to the, they do, you know, some of those buses have uh, a toilet in the back. Oh, man, you talk about gross. A toilet on a Greyhound bus. Yeah. Now you just hold it or pee into a Mountain Dew bottle. It's not as uh, bad as being his... behind the Greyhound bus when somebody drops the steamer <laughs> on you there. Gross. So you're saying you're saying it's like it's like the airplane. It just you know it just yeah it just, it just dumps stuff. It's eroded eighty miles an hour, and depending on how much fiber <laughs> you had, it's going to bounce or it's going <laughs> to splat. You don't really know. Um, Oh my God! Well, hey, Brandy, uh, Brandy, what's your thoughts on stool softeners? What? Are you are you pro stool softeners? Oh, I'm pro. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm pro. Uh, oh, now this was perfect, and I don't cocktopus, Timmy. What is it? Cocktopus. 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 You're an idiot. I, that's that shouldn't be. They shouldn't uh, edit that out. That's. That's uh, quite, I did not uh, think so. But they even, you know, they scratched out lap rocket, Timmy. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. At the what's time, right, what's wrong hey, with those people? Hey, bring it back. All right. At the time of his visit to St. Albans, Tedford seemed depressed and told family members that he didn't want to return to his home. He claimed he was very. Who unhappy. does really? Who does? <laughs> he, claimed, he claimed he was very unhappy there and regretted he could not afford to live somewhere else. James Tedford had served honorably in World War I, but was injured late in the war with mustard gas. In addition, he was discharged after being diagnosed as shell-shocked, or what we would describe today as PTSD. Colonel, you ever uh, experienced mustard gas? You know, Timmy, I've, I've, every once in a while... you put that on a sandwich once? <laughs> every once in a while, Rudy will get a hold of, like, a raccoon or something, and he'd... Just kill it, need it, you know, because Rudy's not like that kind of dog. If Rudy's going to kill something, he eats it. You know, he do- doesn't just right. kill for the fun of it. But man, when he comes back in after eating a rabbit or something, he does not digest that well. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Blue dot com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I'm pretty sure... That if the Allies had Rudy during World War One, they could have moved more than you know a quarter mile every three weeks. So 
he would been a uh, he would been a weapon for the Allies. He would have been well, and th- they took this one out too. To me, which um, leaves me, Rudy would have been a weapon of mass destruction for the Allies. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, you can't call penis a weapon of ass destruction, Timmy. <laughs> a weapon of ass destruction, Brandy. Yeah. Okay, she has to pee, Colonel. So, what what other words did they uh, did they just? Well, knock out? and I mean, the commonly known one, trouser snake. They didn't even like that. Well, that's um, uh, that, that's 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 in the American lexicon. I don't I don't know why. It they is. They would. What yeah. else you got, Colonel? And for the older people, you know, Uncle Remus. Uh, <laughs> you know the Uncle Remus. They took struck that one out. The one-eyed trouser trout now, Timmy. Now, that's just... Oh, there's nothing that, wrong with that. They're, they're going overboard with that. We're cutting that out. Right. The helmeted warrior of love, Timmy. The helmet warrior of love. The helmeted warrior of love. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Okay. No, I'm... Stop. Stop. Just stop. Okay. What, okay. Do, you, what do you call Dave's penis, Brandy? You can share it with us. No one, no one no. else will. The, no. no, I am not, will not, cannot. The spam, so, spam javelin? Let me guess. Spam oh, javelin. Oh, gross. V- gross. Vagina minor. Listen, listen, this poor guy has PTSD and fucked up with mustard gas. That was Can a fucked just... up word when you think about it. I mean, these these guys, you know, uh, you got artillery. Well, first of all, you got let's gas thank him for coming his service. at you. You got, you're sitting in these pits that are... Wet and damp and dank all the time. It just—I would yeah, give it a bad the, review on Yelp if I was had, you get if that, I had to be in that war about about the war. Yeah, you got they got the trench foot or their foot feet would rot off. Well, and then they're dying from the flu. Most of them die from the flu, Timmy. Yeah, they the guys couldn't get a break. No. Well, and let we thank him for his service. Yes, and wonder but what he wonder after, what he called his penis, Colonel. Um, <sighs> I don't know. It, it, you know. This, this war was not like the Falcons, Timmy. You know, okay. if if they ever send me to war, I want I want to go down into uh, the Falklands or uh, Granada, Timmy. I, I want to be I want to be storming the beaches of Granada. Oh my God! All right, he probably so, called his a meat scepter, Timmy. Meat. Oh God, scepter. meat scepter. Yeah. Okay, so listen. So old boy left the army in nineteen nineteen. But he suffered terribly from anxiety and depression. Timmy, were you in World War One? No, I uh, I had a deferment. Do you have you did what? Well, oh yeah, bone you bone, bone spurs? spurs, Timmy. Well, it wasn't yeah. bone War. spurs, but I it, it anxiety and it, depression. It, look, I, it's embarrassing, but apparently, if you have a large. Uh, I don't they, know what you would call they they didn't you, have time to make custom uniforms, did they, Timmy? Exactly. And if you had a large, what what would I? I don't know what would you. How would you describe it, Colonel? Uh, oh, but you've seen it. The Colonel's seen it. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm saying he, just, he has words. Well, to I mean, you're asking him to describe it. I would assume that he's seen it. No, you don't have to see it to know that. You know, when when. Sometimes the army examined you, and they they told Timmy, you know, they might have said something like, "You know, did you have a twin brother? Because it looks like you absorbed 
his one of his baby yeah, legs. It's like, you know, it's like it, it's like you yeah, got it's a, like a parasitic, uh, parasitic tumor. Yeah, or something. looks like a, you a know, baby's arm holding an apple is what it's like down there. I'm right. betting that your mother's loving going to love this part of the podcast. But any, right. but anyway, uh, anyway, Brandy, uh, sorry, I, I got a, I got a deferment for having a too large of a penis. It's embarrassing. Okay, it's embarrassing. Right. You don't right. like to I talk don't like about to, it. Wait. I don't like to talk about it. Well, but, they were afraid if if I was out and uh, I was on the battlefield and I had to run that I might trip on it. Brandy. So, <laughs> well, who can? I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. But you know what, Timmy? Thank you for your service. Well, you're welcome. I no. argued, of course, that I could catapult over <laughs> the trenches, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it, they they didn't go for that. Unfortunately. All right. So poor Mr. Tedford, he had been institutionalized in Burlington, Vermont, off and on over the course of nearly 30 years. When he wasn't institutionalized, Tedford worked as a handyman in the Bennington area. He was unable to to afford even a sleeping room in 1945, and he moved into the soldier's home where he stayed for four years preceding his death, which I assume the soldier's home was like an orphanage for soldiers. Yeah, it's like a place where soldiers yeah. can live if they don't have money, and it know. would be kind of like the VA ish. Yeah. yeah, I think there's, uh, I think they're still around. I think they still have. Yeah, they do. In- uh, Tedford, Tedford had participated in the search for Mitty Rivers and Paula Weldon when they had disappeared a few years a few years before his own disappearance. But he James, disappeared on the fucking bus. That mm, is, yes, he did. And his body was never found, and the case of his disappearance remains oh, unsolved. You don't know. That bus might have backfired. He might have just jumped out the goddamn window. <laughs> he That's <have>. true. <laughs> He's like, ah! All right. Nearly a year the later, Huns, oh, on, no October 12th, on October 12th, 1950, eight-year-old Paul Jepson went missing. Was he a He was last seen. He was not. He was eight. Uh, he was last seen. Well, yeah. Uh, he was last seen happily playing in the family pickup truck by his mother. I what? That sounds dangerous. Well, this was back in the day uh, when you could have fun when you didn't have to wear I, a helmet. For I don't think. I don't think it was moving, Brandy. Well, I, still, I, it was parked. Um, Paul's mother left him momentarily to tend to pigs at the dump. Oh, I don't even have to tell you her, where this one went. <laughs> Where you don't send an eight-year-old boy into the pigs. The pigs will eat you bones and all. There ain't nothing left of Okay. Them. Listen, I'm going to speak slowly. Paul's mother left him momentarily to tend to the pigs at the dump where she and her husband were caretakers. Right. While she was gone, he vanished without a trace. No. She threw him into <laughs> the pig pit. God damn it. Don't take the Virginia State Police to figure that one out. That was a rumor, actually, it was. Probably. Uh, according to his mother, the little boy was wearing uh, a bright red jacket when he disappeared. In addition to the hundreds assembled for a search party, a New Hampshire sheriff brought a bloodhound to sniff out the missing boy. The dog was able to pick up his scent, but abruptly lost the trail at a nearby crossroads, suggesting a possible abduction by a motorist. I went down As the case dragged the on... Go ahead. As the case dragged on without resolution, some suggested that Jepson met an early demise at the hands of his parents and was dinner for the pigs. Yes. Yeah, huh. 
but in keeping but in keeping with the eerie feeling of the Bennington Triangle, the boy's father told the Albany Times, the Albany Times Union, that it was perhaps the lure of the mountains that pulled in his missing son, as the boys had as the boy had talked of nothing else for days prior to the disappearance. Well, see, the the problem with that pig theory is if they ate the little boy, and then. The family fed him on top of that. that. They were getting fed twice. Yeah. Yeah. They were pigs. Well, they were pigs, well, yeah. They could get indigestion, so I'm saying. Right. Well, I'm sure they gave him Tums. After the speculation in the media of the parents' involvement in Jepson's... Oh, I'm sorry. The parents' involvement, the Jepsons stopped granting interviews and cooperating with police. Only 16 days later, 53-year-old Frida Langer... An experienced hiker and survivalist familiar with the area went missing on the Somerset area of the Long Trail, bordering East Glastonbury. After hiking a brief half-mile with her cousin, Herbert Eisner, Langer fell into a, into a stream and set back to their camp to change her clothes, where her husband was resting with a hurt knee. But neither her nor her husband nor her cousin—oh, I'm sorry— let me let me start again. But neither her husband nor her cousin ever saw her again. Hmm. Helicopters hmm. helicopters from the Connecticut Coast Guard. What the fuck? Why is the Coast Guard there? Uh, and the U.S. Army in Massachusetts, as well as local aircraft aircraft from citizens and the Vermont Aeronautics Commission helped search for Langer. It would be the first time helicopters were used in a missing persons case. Except for they weren't. They were used back up here with... No, I I, 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 I was mistaken. This was the first time they used helicopters. Okay, so you screwed that up. Okay. But it was uh, it was in these disappearances was the first time they used helicopters. Yeah, you're, you can't make up. That's just bad fact-finding. Mm-hmm. As many as 400 people, including the Massachusetts National Guard, meticulously searched the surrounding areas yet found nothing. Nothing. Volunteers. Zip nada. Well, here's what I love. Volunteers were paid $4 a day to search for Langer. Well, then they're not volunteers. They're employees. <laughs> well, that was big money back then. Yeah, you're well, right. I know, but stipend. then they're not volunteers. They're employees. They should not. You know, this is something just for our listeners. Never go into the woods without your sex pistol, Timmy. The sex okay. pistol. They scratched that one too. The sex pistol. I can't believe yes. that they're being so picky with the words like, that you're using. It's like I'm writing this book for Puritans. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. But soon they did find something, and this became the only known disappearance in the Bennington Triangle where a body had turned up. Six months after she went missing, Langer's corpse was found near the Somerset Reservoir. Curiously, uh, an open area that had been searched extensively numerous times in the previous months. Mm. Yet, even with a body, the case saw little resolution. You ever the think body had decayed? I'm what? I'm wondering if one of those volunteers who were getting paid four dollars a day found her and then kill her. Maybe mm-hmm. the one of the volunteers was was a serial killer, Brandy. Right? Maybe. Uh, yet, even with the body, the case saw little resolution. The body had decayed so badly that no cause of death could be determined, only fueling further speculation about what kind of disturbing end she might have met. 
The intriguing mysteries and unexplained events associated with the Bennington Triangle have caused many to speculate wildly about the possibility of nefarious and perhaps paranormal forces at work. Hmm. A notion, a notion hmm. bolstered by alleged UFO and Bigfoot sightings in the region. Bigfoot. Yes. Bigfoot has a big penis, Brandon. He does. Bi- oh, you know Perfect. Bigfoot got the beaver basher, Timmy. <laughs> beaver basher. Oh, they took that one out. Jesus Christ. So... There are theories about the Bennington Triangle. Chuck, do you want to tell us about those? I will. I'm just fixing out this this last little thing. Deep V Diver. Now, what is wrong with that, Timmy? Oh, oh God. That's uh, Colonel. They they are, they obviously don't know literature. If it hit them in the face, they don't. They, they, That's why yeah. nobody likes you. First Amendment bullshit. No they don't believe in that. Well, let me let me tell you the rest of the story here. I'm going to be Paul Harvey, and I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. Thank you, Colonel. That'd be great. Others believe that the burst of missing persons between 1945 and 1950 may have been the work of a serial killer. Hmm. Hmm. But the sheer lack of evidence to back up this, as well as a variety <laughs> in the victims' ages and genders, which defies the usual patterns of serial killers, except for the red jacket. Maybe he was the red jacket killer, but it likely rules this theory out. Hmm. Now, others contend that the disappeared method demise at the claws of an indigenous... Okay, and Timmy, that's for our listeners, and really I'm saying this for the devil, but I don't want to offend her. Indigenous means that that's where they... Live. That's where they originally local. Yeah, yes. local. That's you know, you know, and fuck yourself so, means take your meat sword and stick it straight <laughs> in your ass. They wouldn't let me Go use ahead. meat sword. Indigenous mountain cats such as a lynx, a bobcat, or a catamount. Now, a catamount mm. is similar to a puma. Devil, puma. just in case you didn't know. If I could be an animal, I'd be a puma. That'd be cool. You know. And- you know, you know, like here we got deer crossings and stuff. Mm-hmm. In Colombia, yeah. they have signs for puma crossings. Holy shit! Nice. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. That made me drive real fast past it. Now, however, bobcat and lynx are not known to be aggressive to humans, and a catamount has not been directly sighted, credibly sighted, since before 1940, and actually has been declared to be extinct. So that probably, means they're no longer around. Yeah, so they're basically their theory is it was either a catamount or a T-Rex. Neither of them walked <laughs> Earth anymore. Sweet. Yeah. Now, all in all, when trying to tie the disappearances together in hopes of discovering a solution to the mysteries, there's very little to go on. They needed to call Very us in little. In. They needed to call Scooby in here. They could have figured this one out. For sure. The mystery van. The mystery, what was it? The mystery machine. Machine. The mystery machine. Uh, the only known similarities between the most well-documented cases in the uh, Bennington Triangle are the close proximity of the disappearances, the fact that all these sumbitches were in red, the time of day, which was between 3 and 4 p.m., and the time of year, the final three months of the year. Now, despite all of these similarities... Perhaps just as interesting are the differences in each case. Hmm. Hmm. 
It's not. Three of the victims were male. The other two were female. The youngest, eight years old. The oldest, Mitty Rivers, loving you, was Uh 73 years old. The youngest female victim was Paula Weldon, 18 years old at the time. And and the oldest female victim, Frida Lago, was 53. Three. I think Frida just wanted to go somewhere and start her life over with a, a better name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And I think the World War One guy, he just, he didn't want to go back to the mental institution. He was like, fuck this. I'm free. <laughs> Came out sucks. He, he had three pair of fresh underwear. He was on his way. Um, now, three of the missing, Paula Weldon, James Telford, Paul Jepson, never found, while Frida, her body was found six months after she disappeared. Mm. Well, what about Mitty? Hmm. Where does Mitty fit in there? Mitty wasn't found. No, no Mitty wasn't found. Now, so it'd be four. With little in the way of evidence, paranormal theories concerning these cases have taken hold. For those interested in the paranormal, such theories dovetail with other, more recent odd occurrences in the Bennington Triangle area. See, it doesn't end there. Timmy dug deeper. He See, this is where you, what you get when you get Timmy. Timmy doesn't just give you half the stories. He goes the extra mile to get you that information. So listeners, listen up. This is important. Since the 1950s, there have been UFO sightings in the area. Yeah, the most famous sightings came in 1963 when as many as 32 local residents reported seeing a cigar shape, several cigar-shaped lights hovering for more than an hour over the area just before disappearing. The next morning, and you know they wipe your mind clean when they anal probe you, but the next morning the doctor had 14 people show up with bruised and sore rectums, Timmy. Explain Jesus. that to me. Yeah, that Yeah, that wasn't a flesh flute. Well, it's odd and made that up. That was not a flesh flute I mean, doing that, that Timmy. That was an alien probe. And why they always gotta probe you through your anus? If you're so smart if these people are so smart and so advanced, why can't they just run a scanner across you? Why they gotta shove something up your ass all the time? For fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I am so lost, guys. I am so lost. Yeah. You got any money? You know, fuckers trying to give you seashells and shit for money. I got these moon rocks. Uh, Do these. Well, wait a minute. Do you guys ever in the parking lot, you get those people that are like, hey, you know, my car's just right over there and I've just, I've run out of gas. Do you, can you give me a dollar or, you know, my baby needs diapers. Can you give me, you know, can you give me a dollar, a quarter, whatever? Well, just aid, that's what, and she's liable to dirty herself if you don't if I don't get her diapers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't usually fall for that one. And what I what I don't get is, is I, you know, people will tell you oftentimes, you know, we we live in a neighborhood where people do this for a living. Is I don't know how much your bus costs, but it's like, oh, I I got I got forty five cents, but I just need three more dollars to get on the bus the fuck you going to columbus motherfucker where are you going three dollars uh, 
I think they do. I think they do. I think they run by 7-Eleven, get themselves a burrito, and go back on to wherever. And and I think while they're down here, they're just like, you know, hey, check this out. They do the mind blank thing, <clears throat> shove a pole up somebody's ass, and the next morning people are like, I do not know what happened between 3 and 5 a.m., but I know I cannot have peach pie anymore. It makes my ass hurt really bad. So... But, <laughs> yeah, poor Larry, poor Larry. You know, this reminds me of a story one time, Timmy. Oh. We was, uh, we was, uh, me and me and my friend Tom Lewis. We was we was tight as thieves, Timmy, and we hung out all the time. And and Tom's mom had a friend who had a son named Bobby Hanekamp, who we did not like. And we were spending the night at Tom's house, and the mom... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You can't remember to check your email on a computer that's right in front of you, and you're about ready to tell me a story of Bobby Handicap or whatever from 1947 mm-hmm. who you know, had some kind of slow kid, right? No, 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 no. It wasn't a slow kid. The mom okay, made Bobby Handicap spend the night with me and Tom. All right. And we just didn't like him. He was just kind of a douchey kid. We didn't like him. And we played wiffle ball all the time. We was about 13 years old. And uh, Was he the douchey kid or were you two? I, well, I'll tell the story and let you It's decide. a toss-up. Go ahead. So, yeah. you know. This is the early 50s. This is, this is back when the cool ghoul <laughs> used to play his, his scary movies on Saturday night, you know, and you'd stay up and watch him. But Bobby Hanekamp, you know, being the being the little turd that he was, fell asleep. And me and Tom was all mad that Bobby Hanekamp was there. And Tom reached under his bed. And you remember those long yellow wiffle ball bats, Timmy? It was summertime and Bobby Hanekamp, it was, it was dark in the room with just the TV. And Tom said, turn off the TV, lay in bed, act like you're asleep. And we did. And Tom took the yellow wiffle ball bat. Stood over Bobby Hanekamp, whacked him about four times across the back, and jumped back into bed. And Bobby Hanekamp woke up screaming and crying and had welts and everything else on his back. And we acted like we didn't know what happened. And uh, to this day, Bobby Hanekamp thinks he had a paranormal experience. (laughs) You are the douchebag kids. Well, no. You're the asshole. It's just the funny part is. Well, to yeah, this day, are. he thinks that that was a paranormal <laughs> thing. It's like, it really happened, guys. I had welts on my back. And we're like, dude, we was the only people in the room. Nothing happened. But anyway, over the years, Timmy, people have reported hearing screams and other strange sounds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> strange sounds coming from... <laughs> which, Which... <laughs> Which is want to happen to me when you when you're doing anal probes out in the forest. <laughs> it does, and also people have reported smelling strange odors. Which again, once you expose an anus is out in the wild, you know. So, and numerous people have reported seeing a tall. Half man, half bear creature 
roaming around the area. Yeah. In that Bigfoot? I guess that would be. That would be Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's, I, I will accept that. Well, people are not the only people who have disappeared from this area. Actually, they, people are not the only people. No, the catamold or the catapult or whatever the fuck it is, he disappeared. What? From the area. What? People are not the only oh, creatures. God. I said. <laughs> yeah, people are not the only creatures oh, who God. have disappeared in this area. Throughout the last eighty years, there have been frequent frequent reports of livestock disappearing, and that's probably yeah from the half man half bear creature to me. But, uh, right, it would be. Yeah, I don't know if he identifies as Bigfoot. I don't even know if his feet are big. He he might have those padded little paws. Oh, my God. Now, this ain't in- <laughs> a big penis. Now, see, this includes everything from cows, which Occam's Razor is telling me. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I said that. Occam's Razor Devil is, is a theory that when you have when you're looking for an explanation the simplest answer is usually the correct answer and when your oh. cows are disappearing the simplest answer is well alien abductions or cattle rustlers that is the simplest answer well cattle sure. rustlers yeah and family and you're not going to believe this but family pets have disappeared up there yeah you ever go by Well, you know, family pets, this is not something that's inherent to Vermont. Family pets disappearing. Every goddamn pole in my neighborhood's got a, you know, one at reward. And once the reward gets high enough, I will take the cap back to the people. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a little side hustle You're I got. Playing the long game. Yeah, it's a nice little side hustle. You know, you want Fluffy back. $25. Fuck you. Fluffy's worth 50 Once it hits 50 I'll look for it. So anyway, but they've simply disappeared. Now, when farmers tried to track their missing livestock, they often found that the trails just ended. As if the animals just vanished. It's like when Kevin leaves his office. <laughs> no shit. No shit. <laughs> now, the, the animal, but here's the thing. Chair's still spinning. The animals which were found were even more disturbing here. Some were found mutilated with their eyes and genitalia just gouged out, ripped right out. A missing cow was found in 19... (laughs) Uh. Was found in 1978 that appeared to have been savagely attacked and half-eaten. Although... No tracks were found near the cow. And then in 1980, Timmy, one cow was found hovering in the corner of the barn, all curled up on its, you know, just shaking. And it had, it became cowatonic, Timmy. It was never to move again. Yeah, this is all some shady shit going on up there. I think they need to send us up to explore it out. Check it out, Timmy. Yeah. 
you know, I don't really have one. I think they ran away. Or were picked up by aliens. You're not much of a... Th- not much of a deep thinker, yes. are you, devil? You know, here's the thing. First of all, you're a puddle, <laughs> so let's not. You know, you want to say, like, yeah, it's UFOs and it's terrible and all this. But, you know, Occam's Razor says that, you know, they could have just run off. They could have, Paula just got done with her shit. Now, maybe how- the cow, maybe the cows committed suicide, Brandy. You want to give us the national suicide hotline again? <laughs> For the cows. <laughs> well, no, I don't think the cow committed suicide. I think it got sick and died and then was eaten by a larger But cat. had his genitalias ripped out and stuffed in his mouth? That was a rat cow, Timmy. That was a cow that was ratting out the other cows. It was, in his mouth. it was a cow mob hit. Hmm? You know what they well, did? That may be. Or, I've seen those on the far side. Or it was a bull, and they ripped out his one-eyed yogurt slinger, Timmy. Wow. Oh, one-eyed yoga slinger. One-eyed yogurt, yogurt. slinger. Yogurt. <laughs> Not yoga. Yogurt. <laughs> Colonel. Colonel. Yogurt? <laughs> what? <laughs> Colonel, what is your... You said yoga. (laughs) Colonel... Like, you said that out loud. (laughs) For fuck's sake. What the fuck? I feel like I'm in the fucking Bennington Triangle. Colonel, what's your uh, theory Uh, on the... Basically, our show's on the Bennington Triangle. (laughs) One-eyed yoga slinger. What the fuck? Well, good scripts go to die. Exactly. Well, yeah, you know, we always we always get that review, right? It's like, uh, oh, this show, they they got such great topics. If they, <laughs> if they would just stay on them. <laughs> they would just dis- learn to read. If they were just this How about guy. that? If they could just learn to read, that'd be it'd be perfect. <laughs> Colonel, what's your what's your thoughts on the Bennington Triangle? My thoughts is, and, and clearly, it points to alien abductions. Timmy, when you have a cow and you have cow tracks going out, it just got sucked up in that little alien vortex. There's no real I, I th- rational ex- other explanation for it. Well, that seems logical, Brandy. Sure, <laughs> sure, we'll go with it. Okay, maybe, maybe they all ran into a yoga slinger. <laughs> I, we would like to wish all of our listeners. We would like to wish all of our listeners a lovely, lovely President's Day, and, oh, and Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day. Well, it's already passed. It was two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, by the that. by the time the Colonel edits this, it'll be March. So, well, I would like probably. I would like. I would like to say though that uh, we have DweebCon coming up in October, the first weekend in October here in Cincinnati, and we would love for you to join us. Isn't that right, Brandy? Oh, absolutely! Oh, it's a wonderful yes. time. It's a, yeah, wonderful, it is a wonderful time. time. So, if you would like more information about that, go to our History Dweebs the podcast, History Dweebs podcast Facebook group. Join it, and uh, you'll get all the details. And Colonel, and the great thing about it is, you get to meet real live podcasters because Nina comes. Yes, Nina from Already Gone comes. Uh, last year we had Erica Kelly from, um, yeah, S- uh, Southern Fried Southern True Fr- Crime. Yeah. 
Uh, we had Shelly from Spy Stories. So I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. But anyway, you'll get to meet a lot of podcasters and a lot of our listeners. And it's a, always a fun time. It's the first weekend in uh, October here in Cincinnati. So uh, make your plans accordingly, Brandy. I know you'll be there. I'll be if there. You, you know, Brandy will be there. She'll probably still have her sinus infection. She probably, probably. Will. and her boot and her boot and her boot on. Yeah, she's gonna break some. Well. I'll probably have a cast on a hand. Jesus, Is, we would like Brandy. I to... gotta ask you something. Are you living in a safe environment at home? Yeah. Do you wear yeah. the boot when you and Dave are being intimate? Uh, oh yeah, because she. I'm not in a safe environment can, because I'm getting. I get made fun of constantly because evidently I can't walk and or you know do anything at the same time. So it's not safe. Not safe at all. Well, I think you're you're creating your own danger there. I th- and 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 I've said this to you before, and and you know me and Timmy care about you a great deal, Devil. But really, you're your own worst enemy. I mean, if, if no. you just step back, reassess who you are, reassess your values, re- basically reassess your whole life, maybe things would be, maybe all these bad karmic things wouldn't be happening to you. Have you well, ever considered that? And, and, and I'm not saying you deserve it, but God's saying you deserve it. I and see. that's all that matters. Well, yeah, but do you hard. wear do you wear your boot when you and Dave are making love? Do you? Uh, okay. How Is about it hard to keep that boot there for a long listeners. time? Is it a heavy boot? Tell me about our Patreon li- listeners. There's a lot Please. of there's a lot of boot porn. We appreciate. There's that. a lot of boot porn out there, Colonel. As you know, there's a lot of boot <laughs> porn, especially in uh, and yoga slingers. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't get past it. Well, I just can't get past it. <laughs> the yoga slingers. Yeah. Well, we you know the, the yoga slingers. You just go in there and they're on the downward dog, you know, and 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 really the downward. Do you do dog. the reverse cowgirl, Brandy? Is that hard with the boot? Please. With the boot. Tell it's, me it's, about our Patreon yeah. supporters that we appreciate. You walk we into do a, so, so You much. walk into a hot yoga class and it's just all of a sudden the uh, albino cave dwellers just like, oh, it's a buffet in here. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's Perfect. let's thank all of our wonderful people who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little you can give a lot or or just a wee little bit to me you know we forgot to warn people about we use adult language we do use a lot it's a little late (laughs) we use adult language on this show and if 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 um adult language (laughs) huddled up in a corner right now (laughs) (laughs) if adult language taking a silkwood bath you might want to try right. one of the other great uh, independently produced podcasts out. They're like already gone. Which hold on, Timmy? Us. Yes, which I am on for eight seconds. Oh on this yes, week's episode. I'm, I'm going to listen to this week's episode because it's on the Edmund Fitzgerald. I listened to it. It's an unbelievable episode, Timmy. Yeah, I I can't wait to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it today. All right, uh, Colonel. Why don't you uh, give the shout outs to all the wonderful people right, who support me, us on let Patreon? Let me take a drink of uh, water here. To you, want, do you need my some instrument? L- yeah. 
Do you need some lemon juice? Uh, ah, there we go. Louise Siddons, Timmy. Yes. Tessie. Tessie Alicorn Poor. Kate Byer. Danielle Townsend. Marianne Knight. Adam McWaters. Alan Baker. Or I'm sorry, Elaine Baker. Oh, and you know what, Timmy? I wanna I wanna stop this and 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 just say because we have a dear dear friend. They got some really bad news this week. Jennifer Riker Smith. Oh um, yes. They found out her mother has cancer, but 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 they are starting chemotherapy this week, and we are all thinking about Jennifer. And Jennifer posted a picture of her mother. Looks just like a beautiful beautiful woman. So. We want Jennifer to know that we're all thinking about her and, and she Absolutely. means a lot to us. Um, Alexandra, we have Allie, Alicia Mincy, the Already Gone podcast, Amanda Christine, Amber Scoville, Amber Anderson, Anna Gerline, Andrea O'Dell, Andrew Frazier, Angela Santos, Angelo Villafane. Vila, Vila Anna Garrett, let's see who we got here, Timmy. Annette Petray, Anon, of course. Becky Trainer, Ben Dobrovich, Brandy McBride, Bridget Bernard, Brittany Martin, Kelly Jones, Christy Kelly Lee Jones. at the Canadian True Crime Podcast, Timmy. Another Carl, fine podcast. It is. And another one, Charlie from Crime Lines. Yes. Carol Elise. Oh, Charlie is going to be at DweebCon this year. Charlie will be a Yeah, that's worth the trip yeah. in itself. Mm-hmm. Especially if she brings laws with her. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl LeBlanc. Um, Chris Lane. You know, it's funny because we've been... You know, Charlie was one of the first people really in the group, you know, when we first started. Yeah, right. And She's she always... Listener. You know, Charlie has like 37 children. And uh, I don't know yeah. if you if you happened to see her feed yesterday, but she posted a picture of her of her daughter, and 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 it's just a beautiful picture, beautiful beautiful girl. And you just think, wow, how much time has passed? Because that was just she was just a little girl when you know, yeah, she started yeah. here. So Cheryl LeBlanc, Chris Lane, Christine Howard, Cindy Clark, and Diane Trowbridge, Timmy. Of course, the Comeback Podcast, Daniel Bissett, Diane Student, Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Fiona Crisp, Gina Green, congratulations on your Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, Jay Cleveland Payne. And Chris Smith, he was a a Yeah, Chris Smith, he was a big fan. Um, Jahara, Jamie Dent, High Road, Jason Dykes, Jeff, and John Don Chestnut, Jeff is... Taking up the mantle, Timmy, and he's running for president this time. I will vote for him. I will vote for him because he's promising not to do nothing, Timmy. Jennifer Orcott, Jennifer Svoda, Jess Watford, and he doesn't have a Twitter account either. Jessica Greeno, Julia Rodriguez, Karen Barnes, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop. How you doing, Kim? Kimberly Smith, lovely young lady here from the west side of Cincinnati. Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Fisher, Maja, Marsha Boris, Marie, Marquia Smith, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Melissa Matoya, the next Mrs. Colonel Michelle Johns, another Buckeye right here in Ohio, Paula Kimes, 
the Pleasing Terrors podcast, the Spy Stories podcast, Timmy, with Karen uh, Michelle and myself. Yes, yes. Um, Another excellent podcast. Yes, yeah, she got her, she, Karen went to get her driver's license renewed, Timmy, and I, I have a picture of it, and one day it is a picture that you would think, oh my God. Please don't commit a crime because you don't want that put on the news. <laughs> she told me yeah, how she's terrible. A, she's to, very lovely. I can't imagine she it is, looking bad. No, you got to see it, Timmy. You got to see it to believe it. So anyway, Ruth Whitfield, Sarah Bloom, who we all love, Charlene, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap, Stacey Alsop, Stephen Potts with the two beautiful little girls out there, Terry Stratford. The Vanish Podcast, and of course, They Walk Among Us, Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, Leanne Flanagan, Timmy, and every time, every time this woman posts a picture, Timmy, I put another clue together, Timmy, because Leanne is, of course, an international woman of mystery. She but is, I, and she just had a birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, Leanne, but I'm I'm putting the clues together. I'm figuring it out. I figured I, I got two clues from the yogurt she was eating, Timmy. Tracy Smith, Vive, Rebecca L., Jen Lee, Alan Cox, who's going to be traveling, Whitney James, Rudy, the most dangerous canine in podcasting. When and is Bo going to be a. a he, he's waiting on his card to come in right now, Timmy. Right now he's waiting yeah. on that card. We talk about him a lot, and he we do, we do. He gets a lot of free airtime. Gets a lot of free airtime. He does not contribute a penny yet, Brandy. He ain't, he ain't lifted that tiny little po- slacker. He's got short arms, Timmy. He can't reach his pockets. <laughs> and of course, the lady we do this show for every week. And Dottie, we had a five-head body count in here, so I hope hope that satisfied you. The lovely Dottie Scott. How's Dottie doing, Timmy? She is doing better. She was a little sick this week, but she's doing better now. And did you say the lovely Lady Beverly? Or did and I the Lady it? Lovely, Bo- yeah, Lady Beverly. <laughs> we did. Okay, good. We, we forgot our okay. royal, our yes. royal royalty, Timmy. Yes. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweez. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.